It's your favorite host that does the most, Ariel, and it's time to get schooled. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Get Schooled. I am joined today by my friend, I would say theater enthusiast. Would I be correct in saying that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, maybe not like AU theater Get enthusiast, out of my but like face. other places in the world. Right. Okay. Um, but we are joined today by Rory Hayes. Rory, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, y'all. So, um, like she said, my name is Rory why no i um with an i yeah hmm. um because i'm flavorful okay um i am from chicago i am a second year student um and i major in anthro and i'm super excited to talk to y'all about my experience as a public school kid yes surrounded by private school children oh my god no it actually was a huge culture shock first coming to AU because I was like you know what I don't need to be in a diverse classroom and then I was like the only black person and I was like you know what I'm gonna take that back I take that back (laughs) but they already got my money but I take that back yeah it's like if this wasn't a good school and if the professors weren't good at their jobs there would be no reason to be here I mean we're still at Howard parties yeah so I'm like half bison half eagle half bison half eagle half bison yeah um, but if only I can get into parties for free one day. Um, but yeah, so how would you say your transition was from your high school to AU? So for me, it was like, I guess I just assumed that a lot of people were public school kids. I don't know why I made that assumption, but like, because I've gone to public school my whole life and, um, you know, all the people I've been surrounded by have come from public schools. I just assumed that it was more of like, a nationwide cultural thing, not realizing that, like, this institution is, like, a feed-in school for, like, kids who come from private schools. And I think that when I really realized how different my experiences were from other people, it was, like, in the classroom. Yeah. When we're talking about things, like, I remember for a complex problems class of mine, we were reading, like, Kant um, and, like, uh, lock like Mm. these old european white philosophers that i had actually never heard of and (laughs) the kids in my class were like oh yeah you know i read this when i was in school and things like that like i mean a lot of the times my teacher was just more concerned about like getting people to be quiet yeah rather than being able to like ew whoa that like really hit me in such a like strange place yeah because it was like it was a really interesting power dynamic because I feel like now professors recognize their authority. But like when I was in high school mm-hmm. and I think this might just be like an overarching like public school theme. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like kids and teachers were fighting for authority all the time. All the time. Yeah. yeah. So I found that also to be like a really interesting thing. And thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. Because also I just think that like the roles are different. Like here. Yeah. The roles are so different. Yeah. And like. 
I think that just students are just more understanding of professors and, and their, you know, their ideals and, and things like that. And in public school, it was more so like, let me try to test you or yeah. let me try to figure out what you know. Yeah. And I also think a lot of that is informed by just like, I know at my high school, you know, it was minority white. Okay. You know, we had like, like probably like six white kids in the whole school of like 1300. But all of our faculty, all of administration was basically white. And so I think that, um, and in and my school and that social setting, like, the reason why maybe there was so much pushback against the teachers is because the teachers don't represent us. Yeah. And they don't represent our experiences. And so, like, coming in, like, there's already, like, this dissonance yeah. between, like, the teacher who's supposed to be this authority figure and the students who recognize that, like, you don't actually have a lot of authority because you can't you can't recognize nor validate my experience. So, like, we are different inherently. And so I think that that was one of the reasons why there was so much, like, if the teacher said to do something, like, the kids would test it and push back against it. I mean, for me, like, I wasn't really one of the kids that was always, like, getting yelled at or, you know, that was in trouble for testing authority or whatever, you know. I was I was quiet, read my book in the back, period. Yeah. But um, I think... That coming here, I have more ability to go against my professors. Like, not that I necessarily consider them, like, my equal in a sense, you know, but, like, I definitely think that you, just because you say something doesn't mean that that's correct. Right. And I don't have any problem telling you that I think that you're wrong. Yeah, no, I I absolutely feel like I have gained uh, another understanding of, like, how to combat a situation like that. Um, In a lot of ways, I think it was just how I guess I could say in this instance like how we were raised yeah like in a lot of ways just because I've always just been the type of person to question authority but I think in a setting where I witnessed kids and teachers constantly at war yeah I was like I have no room right to to do this and honestly some of it well you know it was a little unnecessary but I think like for me like you know being around people of other cultures is not something that's a problem for me I don't have a problem like learning how to respect people and learning how to you know keep quiet in a conversation that isn't really mine to have right and I think that for a lot of kids who come from private schools where the demographic was like a little more homogenous and they encounter people from different um, cultures and different ethnicities they may not know how to carry themselves in those spaces right because they aren't used to like their opinion not being the most important one right. and I think that Honestly, one of the biggest differences I noticed between me and private school kids is just, like, the opportunities. Like, I know for me, like, my parents, you know, they went to college after I was born. And so, like, they didn't have as much experience with, like, going to school, like, right after high school. Um, And there's a lot of kids, you know, at my high school that, like, it was kind of the same. If their parents did go to college, maybe it was after they were born. Maybe it was just community college, something like that. Whereas here, it's like... A lot of these kids, like, not saying that they had everything handed to them, but they had a lot more ease in getting opportunities. Like, I know people who, you know, they went on trips, you know, out of the country with their school. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, they were able to take, you know, like, like, Greek classics and, like, Latin and, like, you know... um, Also, there's just, like, a culture of, like, not being a first-gen. Yeah. Like, first-gen to go to college, I should say. Yeah. Differentiating from... um, cultural background but that is really interesting and I think that is also sort of a 
a, a trait that is found in a lot of public school students or private school students, I should say, that, uh, you know, they're used to ha- like being in an environment where, you know, just getting a college degree is the norm. Or right. just, you know, it's going expected. to... Right, and also just going to the most expensive school is the norm. Yeah. And, and that sort of... It was interesting coming into this environment after coming from a school that was just really varied in backgrounds and, like, specifically socioeconomic backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people were confused on how to do the college process because their parents had never been to college or, or things right. like that. And I really had to rely on, like, I know kids who, you know, they had a school counselor and they had a college counselor. Yeah. And then maybe they had a counselor for, like, the SAT or ACT practice. Our and so, like, that's a lot counselor of, was... You know, my school counselor, like, she did not... The only thing... She did the bare minimum. No, right. Like, no. it was literally, my like... My school counselor was like, I'm not going to be here on Wednesday, Thursday... Or Monday or Tuesday. Or, but also, like, when we schedule an appointment, I won't be here for that either. Yeah. So, like, for me, the only thing that she actually did in helping me was literally sending off my transcripts. And that is yeah. all I needed from her. Yeah. But, like, in typing my essays and doing things like that, a lot of that I had to do by myself. But then I recognized that, like, you know, I have a lot of, you know, because there are a lot of kids here who they're doing things because other people are telling them to. Okay. You know, like, they don't really have a lot of autonomy in their decisions. Whereas me, because... I'm in this position because I got myself here. I know, like, the steps I need to take in order to, like, ensure that, like, my future is mine and that, like, She's I an independent it. black woman who don't black eat no Like, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I also, I also noticed that, like, I don't know. I just find that, like, I mean, there's been situations where, like, with, with private school kids and, you know, because this is a private institution and this yeah. is my first time like, learning in, a, in an environment where, like, it's privatized. And so, yeah, it's, it's different. No, this actually isn't my first brush with private schools because I did go to private school for the a few, a few years in my elementary school years. When did I leave? Third grade or something like she that? She said I'm privileged. It truly, like, <sighs> that... Uh, no, wait. Um, But it was such a weird culture shock because... I had not been exposed to, like, a shift in class or, like, I had never been exposed to, like, oh, this is an environment which is housing different types of people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And it's it was just weird because when I was going to private school, it was largely just about we're getting this education because this is our way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of students that were going to school with me, like it was just expected that they would all just go to pub or to private school. Yeah, and it was really interesting from like this really young point of view, noticing like the wealth disparity because mm-hmm. I was like in an apartment, like we were living in an apartment at the time, mm-hmm. and my friends would have like these huge houses mm-hmm. and would have like playrooms and stuff like that, and I was like, you know why is that not me? Like, why yeah. is this not the way that I'm living? Because, yeah. like, we're all in this environment together. Like, why are we not in this? Like, why do we not, we not have the same background? And I think just having that introduction early on was kind of like, okay, so private school definitely is a cultural shock for me. Mm-hmm. And public school was also another culture shock, but just in a lot of different ways. Like, uh, it was sort of trying to find your own resources. Like, yeah. And I think that is what also garners creativity and yeah. what garners uh, 
just like being an intellectual love key. But I mean, I mean that's that, also like you know, it's also like it's a lot of difficulties placed in your path yeah. because like you're not you're not receiving any help from your school yeah. and your institution. Like they may not have the resources mm-hmm. to like put you in a position where you can go forward in your path and like excel. Like yeah. we had to get out of the mud, y'all. Yeah, I don't I mean, get it. Y'all I and I also think that with private school kids, there comes a sense of elitism, like hmm. elitism, like, and also a belief that like somehow they are intellectually more superior than kids that go to state schools. Because I've been in classes where, you know, students have actually said, "Well, I think we're more equipped to have this conversation in this hmm. setting because of who we are," rather than at a like, a state school, and I remember hearing that and thinking, like, there is nothing, like, better about, about you, you for going to a private school, <laughs> exactly. and in reality, because you've gone to a private school, because you've been maybe in um, an environment where, like, you're coddled, and, like, yeah. everything that you go through is just automatically validated, you don't understand how to, like, position yourself in a way where, like, you have to stand on your own two feet and, yeah. like, support yourself because you've always received that support. Right. Whereas, like, with a lot of kids who maybe do go to state school, typically that is because they cannot afford to go to private school. Right. That is because, like... And also, state work. schools be given money. Money. They and private money. schools be like, we don't have it. Yes, we don't have it. We don't yes, have it. <laughs> we're, about to, we're about to build a big-ass building that none yeah. of you will really be able to participate in. Yeah. There um, was this email that was like, hey, you just received $3 million for our sports teams. Our sports teams are they not suck. good. They suck. <laughs> They're not like, good. We're a D1 school, but we're not a D1 school. Yeah. Like, no, our sports teams are not good. Um, Tell another lie. Please. Yeah. Um, but let's also take a little shift and talk about the blessings that came from going to a public school. Because I do, I say this all the time. If I do have kids, they're going to public school. Yeah, no, and I mean, for like, me, like, okay, and, and I will be honest in that, like, I am not very familiar with private school, independent school systems. Okay. So I don't know, like, the disparity between them. Sure, but I know I'm that, a charter school kid. Um, but, like... Like, with public schools and shit, like, there is a huge disparity in, like, the education that you're receiving. Yes. Like, I know in Chicago, like, there are some public schools there that are the best, some of the best in the country. Yeah. There are also some public schools that, like, they don't receive any money. Yeah. They are, like, their funding is getting cut. They don't even have money for books. And that is literally because of, like, how money is allocated. And, like, if you And literally clout. Like, oh, yeah. and also, like, test scores. But test also, scores but are also a huge, like, the, source of funding. The demographic of the school. Yeah. Because if it is a white public school versus a black public school, I guarantee that They're that so white different. public school is going to be getting way more money mm-hmm. than that black public school. That right. black public school has to literally prove it's, like, yeah. prove that it is on some level as that white public school just to get the money that they're all supposed to be receiving because we pay taxes for those. Literally, like, it's literally clout. Yeah. Like, which is the goofiest thing ever because education is literally treated like a corporation. Yeah. Especially in inner city neighborhoods. Yeah. um, And underfunded neighborhoods and things like that because in, I think we were talking a little bit about this, like, how... Uh, you actually even apply to high school, so like, oh for, yeah, because there for, is a whole application system. Like for yeah. public schools, there's a whole application system. Yeah. So when you're in middle school, I think when you're in seventh grade, yeah, at least for Philadelphia, which is where I'm from, by the way, y'all. <laughs> I think I mentioned this before, but you know what? Yeah, I'm she's not going to she's stop Philly, mentioning that. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, when you're in the seventh grade, you take these standardized tests, which I believe are called the PSSAs. I 
like they something could change like that. their yeah. name. Yeah. But you take a test, and based on how you score, you're able to apply to a number of schools in the city, and you could either go to, like, you could opt to go to a neighborhood school, which a lot of times neighborhood schools aren't the best performing schools, depending on where you live, or you could just uh, test into a... Like a selective enrollment. Right. Or, like, a magnet program. Right. Yeah. So, for me, I... I um, my situation was really different because when I moved to Chicago, I moved, um, when I was, like, in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and so, like, I didn't have those, like, test scores okay. in order to get into the specific schools, um, and so, I, I was really lucky in that, like, in Chicago, there was, uh, the specific school that I went to had a magnet art pro- magnet artist program and she said i went to hollywood art i went to uh yeah wow. i mean i mean and i went for theater and i got a really great education and i think right. that a lot of um the way that like my experience informed maybe my skill or maybe my talent is because like the stories and like the text that we were working with like yeah. we worked with a lot of august wilson period and so, because like the the demographic of our school was like super duper black like those were experiences and those were texts that I could connect to right. on, like, a personal level. Also, black theater is the best theater. Let's also, black theater is the conversation best, the best theater. Later. I get that, um, and, and, I, and I noticed that, like, when I came to AU and I was doing theater, like, these are kids who, you know, not saying that, like, you have to have a specific experience or specific background in order to, like, appreciate theater. No, but, but they don't, like... They're not equipped. I'm sorry. They're not, they're not they're equipped. not equipped, honestly. And like and a lot of times they are only used to telling a certain story. Right. And and it's their white story. Right. That it has already been told over and over again. Right. So there's nothing new for them to really like digest or really, you know, grapple with because yeah. it's like kinda like the same old, same old. It's just really interesting that you, you even said that because it was not until college that I took a course and one of the professors said that musical theater in America only exists because of black people. And I was like, explain yourself. Because I was like, you know, Fiddler on the Roof, other white plays, The Sound of Music. Like, those are, like... White. Right. And when you think of black plays, you only think of, like, The Strife. Color Purple. Yeah. Right. And, and, so, and, and, and some sort of... Right. Slavery. So it's... But it's also just, like, very outnumbered. Like, yeah. white... Musical theater sort of has a white face. Yeah. And it was just really interesting getting this culture shock because a lot of times in the department, I feel othered. Like, I feel like I'm really not meant to be there, but I mean, like... I mean, that's still the reason why I did not choose to to major or or even minor in theater. But it's not in a way that's discouraging. And also, I just am the type of person that, like, doesn't allow myself to feel small. For real. No, I mean, and I definitely, I mean, I think for me specifically, because, like, 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 with theater, like, because I came from a specific background, that, like, this was an environment that didn't actually, like, it didn't, it didn't allow for my abilities to continue to develop and flourish, because I felt like I was kind of capped. I think, in a way, the department is definitely meant for a certain type of person, Mm -hmm. but it just takes people who are other than yeah, to fight to find, for their yeah. own. And for me, it, I, I didn't have any energy to, to, to fight for that. I mean, Dude, like, it's a constant fight. So. Yeah, so I mean, but like, I also noticed that like, you know, I mean, we're talking about like public versus private, you know, like, 
in my, in my theater experience, like, it was a public institution, yeah. so I was used to not maybe having the resources to yeah. do X, Y, Z, but I knew that, like, you know, there were a few, um, like, programs that I did in Chicago, like, I was in the Steppenwolf Youth um, Council. Were you in Kanye West Sunday Service? Um, I'm Kanye West. Oh my so, god! Yeah. I knew y'all look alike because like y'all got like what like brown skin, brown skin, a um, white woman. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I'm Kanye. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. But um, no, I just I just noticed that like you know even like doing theater in Chicago and shit like the the ensembles I was in and the councils I was in and the programs and things like that like the people who were in them came from super different experiences you know and they were used to analyzing a text in a way that was more analytical rather than, like, empathetic. Yeah. And so, like, that just created dissonance. Um, and I think that, like, um, for me, because, like, like a lot of the, all the opportunities I've had have been things I've worked for. And right. so, like, I felt, like, not appreciated, but I felt worthy. Yeah, I literally think about this all the time because a lot of kids are like, oh, my mom enrolled me in, in musical theater classes. My mom enrolled me in, in drum and like, I don't know, chorus and shuffle and I don't, all those I things. made that up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you did it to be honest. <laughs> no, but it's really interesting because when I tell people like my high school didn't have a theater program, we didn't yeah. have a stage right. and like being able to sort of have to build my resume rather than just being, like, thrust into it or Mm -hmm. just having to, you know, just, like, my mom liked theater, so now I'm in theater. And I I think, you know, in a lot of ways, my parents wanted that exposure for me. Mm -hmm. But in some ways, you know, they just weren't the resources because local theater in Philly is just so restricted. And it's really restricted to, like, if you can pay. Also, if you're, like in the union or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and, and that is another form of just the elitism because it's, right. like, no matter what, in, in order to, like, participate in this form of art, which I think, you know, even if we don't always appreciate art, mm-hmm. I think as a society we recognize that, like, there there is a huge importance of art and, like, the way right. that we develop. Like, not being able to access those spaces because you simply cannot afford it. Right, and I like, think, like, a public education in so many ways discourages the sort of, like, entrance into art. Yeah. Because when I because was... it's not funded. Right. It's not funded. Like, my schools did not have theater departments. If we wanted to put on a play, we needed to either write the play or find the PDF online. Like, it wasn't a school facility type of thing. It was yeah. a very individual thing. And then when I discovered that I wanted to act, like, actually be an actress, when I was a freshman in high school, I had to find my own classes. I had to find my own resources, mm-hmm. which was difficult, but... I mean, like, 16-year-old me was like, I will go to this audition in New York, and nobody's going to tell me otherwise. Not sure how I'm getting there. If I gotta walk, I'll walk. <laughs> right. No, I mean, um, yeah, but I mean, like, back to that, I think it just, just shows that, like, there's a certain sort of drive that, like, we have to have right. and like, our own, like, like, manifesting our own future because, like, nobody's going to do it for us. Exactly. Whereas, like, a lot of kids who maybe they come from backgrounds were, like, they... You know, like, they they had people from Broadway coming in and, like, yeah. doing master classes and, like, doing things like that. It's, like, of course you were able to, to access these things and maybe yeah. reach for your dreams because you had the support yeah. and, like, the access to do that, whereas a lot of people didn't have that. And so, for me, I, I try not to let, like, what other people had discourage me from what I have because yeah. I know that, like, if we're in a space, I will outshine your ass anyway. So, like... 
But yeah, I think, especially in AU, or just, I guess, predominantly white schools, they're not ready for black well, talent, well, especially in the arts. It's not even like they're not ready for it. It's like they don't want to make space for it. Yeah. Because, like, I find that also another thing that I've encountered with, you know, kids who do come from private schools, kids who do, you know, specifically white kids who do come from, you know, backgrounds where their opinion was always considered important, there's a fragility. You and, said uh, considered important. I mean, because they're, and a lot <laughs> they're of not. Are, and a lot of it, I, I noticed like a lot of commentary is kind of like, you just wasted my time and everybody else's time with yeah, what yeah. you're saying. But, like, there is a, there isn't a, like, they have this assumption and this belief that, like, because they come from where they come from, that automatically their opinion is more important. Yeah. And then, like, I noticed for me, like, when I come into spaces and when I kind of, like, shut that down, there's this sort of, like, oh, my feelings are hurt. Yeah. My feelings are hurt because you didn't protect, like, my sensitivity. and you. I think that's just also, like, white culture, though. I think for white sure. culture is very just, like, I can be combative, but you can't be combative towards me. Right. Also, I think that just kind of starts... This could be a whole other episode, y'all. <laughs> that kind of starts um, just sort of like like we were saying a little bit before about the teacher-student dynamic. It kind of starts at home yeah. because there's really, if you kind of consider the way white households are run, mm-hmm. the power dynamic is like this. Yeah. Parents and uh, children kind of talk to each other the same type of way. Yeah. And I know in my house, if I ever tried that, that I never would... Happen be dead <laughs> yeah no I mean I definitely think that there's a lot of like I think I think there's just a lot of expectation from white children that like they not even like like they deserve hmm. like they have some like there's some innate thing that they just deserve to have the things that they want and like they just deserve to have xyz when in reality it's like no you have to work for that like, you have to prove to somebody that, like, there's a reason why you, you should get this. Like, you don't automatically just deserve this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that also sets them up, you know, a lot of times for failure. Because when somebody does come in and when somebody does exhibit the talent, they don't know how to act. Because they're not prepared to deal with any feelings of inadequacy, I think. Yeah. And that really shows up when, like, you know, in spaces where... Like, it's conversations about, like, say we're talking about August Wilson, for example. A white woman's opinion is not really necessary in that conversation. But, like, if they feel like, oh, well, like, my opinion isn't being respected and, like, da-da-da-da-da, they don't know how to react. Yeah. It's like, sometimes that's not your conversation to be having. That's not your story. That's not your experience. So sometimes you really can't just sit down and shut the fuck up. Period. But, like, they, they're, they, they're like, be quiet. Don't speak on something I'm not supposed to be speaking on. Mm. What? Now you're silencing me. You're silencing me. No, literally, yeah. I had a black professor, uh, and in the class, we were supposed to read Fences, and this student in my class was like, I just hated this play. It was so bad, and the vernacular was just so improper. Are you serious? Yeah. I was like, imagine thinking that August Wilson cares about your silly white opinion. But also... Even if you were alive. Like, consider thinking that, like, you are so ingrained in a way of being that you are not open to experiencing how other people Exactly. You liked Miss Julie. So you really have no room. And this is not me throwing shade at Miss Julie. Now I want to know who said this. But... I mean, I don't even think you would know this person. But I feel like if I saw them on campus, I just want to, like, I want to be able to stare them down. (laughs) You're like, oh, what did you say? 
about black slaves. No, but I mean, but those are the same people who are like, oh my god, black art and like da 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 da. But it's like, but you're not actually used to. You have never encountered that in yeah. reality. And so, like, your racism jumps out. Your racism jumps out. Because it's like, you're not used to talking about anything that doesn't revolve around you. Her shirt says melanin and shea butter and... And black queen. <laughs> Nubian queen, actually. And Kenya. And No, but, but queen with a K. With a K-W-E-E-N, baby. Ew. What's that? Was like shea butter in here? Is that you? That's you. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't use shea butter, baby. This, this, uh, this Miss Jessie's. Right oh, she leveled up. She said Miss Jessie's. Miss Jessie's? Hold on, I can't afford Miss Jessie's. dumb expensive. So. Really such an interesting introduction into the sphere of class and yeah. status because it's not taught. No. It's something that you just have to experience, experience. in a really hostile way yeah it's just it's really hostile when you discover that you're being subjugated right like you're you're literally (laughs) being fed like juice out of a can look when you are being fed the fucking kool-aid and that bitch has cyanide in it and it will kill you and like literally like i and but that's one of the reasons why i am really like sometimes i am really combative with with white students or white professors in my class because like people who are like first of all i i i i I don't pay but i this school has my money. Yeah. So I am so, paying to be here. Yeah. So there's no way that I'm going to allow you to think that, like, your opinion is somehow worth more than mine. Like, Also, I am just as qualified to be here if, as you. If not more so. so. Yeah. Well, my dude. No, but I, I guess i just like to leave it off by saying that, like, I mean, although people come from different experiences, I don't think that that means that they can't still understand each other and still develop exactly and no background is better also they made money yeah exactly yeah. um yeah. but let us all say that no matter where you're educated no matter if you went to school or not educate yourself educate yourself however you choose to do so do not be up in these streets ignorant it is 2019 but it's just also you know, for, like, at this school specifically, for all the people that came from all these, you know, prestigious backgrounds, we are here in the same place, baby. Period. And my so. grades might just be better than yours. Oh! So. Well, she said it, not me. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Of course! And that was good school. So- <laughs>